this is City's Finest, the podcast that's dedicated to law enforcement, the community out there supporting y'all and mentors alike in the industry. And today I've got Brian Beyer, who is the chief of staff at the Seminole County Sheriff's Office here in beautiful Florida. And as you listen from wherever you are in this planet, let me introduce you to my friend, Brian Beyer, chief of staff at the Seminole County Sheriff's Office. This is Brian. Hey, how are you, sir? Hey, Obi, how are you doing this morning? Fantastic. And glad that we finally had an opportunity to boil this down as I sit here with Brian Beyer, who is the chief of staff at the Seminole County Sheriff's Office. And uh, Brian, we've been able to spend a little bit of time together since I joined the Orlando Police Foundation because of our connect, Joe Nunziata, who sits on the board of the Seminole County Sheriff's Foundation. So that's how you and I bumped into each other. And uh, man, I've been so fascinated with just you as a character, bro. If I can just really pay you a compliment, you, you've got a very stoic character about you. Very trustworthy. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that, Ovi. You are such a wonderful ambassador along with Joe and all the members of these foundations for really spreading the message about what individuals in law enforcement are doing in our community. It's really is appreciated to know that there's people that have your back. These foundations are providing financial assistance, not only here in Seminole County, where I am, but really across the region. And I really enjoyed getting to know you. I'm glad Joe made that connection and you got involved with our Hero Home Project just a few months ago. So I appreciate what you're doing. And doing this podcast is a great way for other people to hear what's going on as well. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I mean, all it took was a couple conversations with like you, the sheriff, uh, and of course the board to say, hey, you know what? I, I think I think the podcast can really go the way of let's explore the person behind the badge, puts their life on the line. And what's great is that the board has been afforded several opportunities to go through some trainings where we now, me as the host of this podcast, I get to sit here from a perspective of like, even going through those trainings, I am so ill-equipped, so now I have a different perspective hosting this podcast. So, Brian, you're the chief of staff over there at the uh, Seminole County Sheriff's Office. What what exactly does that mean? What are your responsibilities? And then I want to dig into how long have you been doing this? Sure. You're absolutely correct, though, Obi, with once you get a chance to experience some of those situations that deputies and police officers go through, you have a whole new perspective. And I'm actually a civilian member of the Seminole County uh, Sheriff's Office. I have been the chief of staff not too long now. Uh, I've been at the agency for about three and a half years, but my role is a direct support of Sheriff Dennis Lima. I oversee his internal and external priorities uh, at the agency and in the community. So that includes serving as a liaison to a lot of our community-based boards, much like the Sheriff Foundation and our, our Citizens Advisory Council. Anything that kind of has an external touch that the sheriff should personally be involved in is something that uh, falls on my day-to-day activities. Um, That includes his role with the Major County Sheriffs of America, where he currently serves as a vice president. Uh, My team, I still have a team that includes the public information officers, our public affairs division, our community affairs and government affairs. Anything that has that external touch to it. Uh, that could affect our operations and strategic priorities like uh, the opioid epidemic that I know you've spoken to the sheriff about extensively um, and forthcoming will be our mental health uh, uh, priorities that we have going on right now. So I I work directly for the sheriff, um, you know, kind of spend my days with him uh, managing what's going on inside and outside of the agency. 
And uh, I'm going to ask you this question, and of course it's going to sound it's going to sound really dumb the way that I ask it, but I, I'm I'm asking it with the utmost respect. And if you can, <laughs> just add a little color to it. But do you like sure. the job? Do you like working that oh. close with, with the sheriff? I, I love the job, Obi. Um, uh, sheriff Lima and I, we've gotten to know each other quite well over the years, even prior to me coming to the Simmer County Sheriff's Office when he happened to be the chief deputy before he even ran for sheriff. Uh, I, I love working alongside him. I love working alongside uh, the, chief, the other chiefs, the captains and directors, and really all the members of this agency. You know, you'll hear him speak a lot about Simmer County's a little bit different, where you're more likely to get a pat on the back and a thumbs up than a lot of places we're seeing across the nation. And there's a very altruistic part of being able to work inside of something that it really does have community support and community respect. But even more so, we are doing programs and creating initiatives that not only are saving lives, they're changing lives. And I love being a part of that. I I think I can bring some of my prior background uh, to the agency and to these initiatives. It really kind of helps modernize what a law enforcement agency, a criminal justice organization can look like. So it's a great job. It's very demanding, as, as you understand, and as you probably recognize, you know, the, the phone can ring at all times uh, of the night, days, weekends, but it's the price you pay. And, and really, there's a great honor to be able to do that for not only the agency, but the members of the community. I love it. You just said some key words there. You said the price you pay, and then you said it's an honor, um, which I, I think those two things, they're so beautiful when, when, when spoken about in the right way. Um, it is an honor, man. I, you know, I get, to, I get to see you work, and I'm like, wow. Uh, first of all, you're incredibly organized. You're well buttoned up. You know what I mean? Like, so for, <laughs> so for uh, Sheriff Dennis to have you, um, you know, as his right-hand man, first of all, it, it gives me a vote of confidence because, so, uh, you know, I, I only get to relate to myself, and, like, I'm all over the place. So I look at someone like you, and I'm like, wow, God, you put him in the right place, right, right position to be. And I guess that's why I started by saying, do you like the job? Because there is a price to pay. You just said it. There could be a phone call at any given time. Sure, absolutely. But, Obi, I kind of grew up around this. My father is a, a retired firefighter from the city of Leesburg over in Lake County. So, Wow, you know, I, cool. I, I don't have a lot of police in my family. Uh, my, my grandfather was a volunteer uh, Florida Highway Patrolman uh, long before I was born. So I, I I know what that's like. I know what the phone call is like coming through in, in the middle of the night. Uh, but as I told you, I'm civilian. So, you know, I don't, uh, I'm not walking around in a, in a uniform. I'm not in a marked patrol car. That is not my duty and my function. But I respect and admire the people who have gone through the training who do that every day. And I think that kind of gives me a great, good balance when I'm at work and I'm at the agency because. Uh, when I started several years ago at the agency, I realized that I may not understand what that's like every day to, to put on the uniform or to button a badge out, uh, on the uniform or to carry a gun on the outside of my hip. But I will do everything that I can do to make sure that the people who do that and give back in that sense have all the tools that they need and really have the ability to connect in, with their community to share what's going on. So that's what I like doing. Uh, my I, I have a, a, a beautiful wife. I have a two-year-old boy who you met at a event just a couple of weeks yep. ago and you know they 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 see what it means and you know really kind of buy into what we're doing which makes it a lot easier to have that support structure around you to say listen i know it's going to get busy there's a lot of weekends there's some nights but we're doing it for the right thing and and you can't you can't overvalue what that means to someone like me 
but even more so to everyone who does put on that uniform every day to have their loved ones, friends, family, and that community support at the same time. Golly, well said. You know, so, sometimes in my questioning, you know, it, it leads to, okay, so where did all this come from? Like, where did this passion come from? And uh, and you you explained it beautifully that this is this is all from the family tree. Uh, I, I, I love to, okay, so what would you be doing if you were not doing this? Uh, you know, you know, you don't get to pick your own plans, right? Over. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, what, what's the old saying? If you want to hear God laugh, tell him what you have planned. So, uh, you know, I, I kind of got my connection to the Orlando community when I was, uh, I believe I was either a junior or senior at the University of Florida. I, I am a, a gator through and through. I met my wow. wife there. Um, and I actually interned, a funny story for Dick Batchelor. Uh, it was either my junior or senior year. So that was my first taste of Orlando. You know, I'm a small town kid from the city of Leesburg. Gainesville was the big city for me at the time. So what would I be doing if I wasn't doing this? I don't know. Um, you know, I was at the time when I came over to the, to the agency, I had been working for one of the community's larger uh, healthcare systems doing community relations. That's, that's my passion is connecting people together inside the community, whether it's in law enforcement or whether it was in healthcare at the time. I, I got a lot of that from my father. You know, I, I remember he would do the fill the boot campaign. You know, you've seen these. Sure. Uh, the NBA, oh, yeah. The, the telethon. I remember that from when I was when I was much younger. And then when I started to intern for Dick Batchelor, uh, it probably over 15 years ago now, if, if I'm being honest, you know, I started to learn that philanthropy and giving back to the community. And um, I kind of built my career on doing that. Uh, I spent time working for some of the nation's largest uh, not for profit agencies doing political science uh, or, or, you know, government relations. My bachelor's degree is in political science. Minor was in uh, communication. And my master's degree is from Purdue in strategic communication, actually. So what I've always liked to do is connect people together um, for causes and for missions that really advance what we're doing and what the community is doing. And I'm grateful to be able to do that professionally for people. So I recall, you know, we have, we'll have to send this to Dick whenever it goes live and I remember one of the first days that I was working with him, and, and he's such a wonderful advocate in this community and across the state. I remember asking him, what do you do for a living? And he said, I connect dots for a living. And at the time, Obi, I thought that was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard. It made, no <laughs> sense. it made no sense to me at the time. But then once I was able to learn underneath him, um, you really start to see that what a value that brings to the community. When you have people who know other people can make magic happen, that's what these foundations are doing for law enforcement. That's what this podcast is doing. They're bringing people together in storytelling, and it really creates an impact. And I'm very blessed that I've been able to create a career doing that. Wow, dude. So so well articulated, so well said. Um, you know, so so now let's get a little bit of the person behind the uniform, the person behind the uh, you know, the polo the shirt suit, that we get the to see. Yeah. So so okay, so here you are talking about, you know, college and whatnot. So what did you do for fun? What what are your hobbies? Uh since I have a two year old little boy, that's that's where I invest as much of my time as I can, whether <laughs> Um, you know, it's so it flies by so quick. And, you know, I didn't realize that until I became a father. It's easy. Someone tells you, you know, cherish the moments, but it's truly what we're trying to do right now. And I'm very fortunate. My wife is a, a stay at home mother with him. And especially last year through the pandemic, you know, we couldn't imagine what that would look wow. like uh, if she was trying to figure that out. So, you know, when I get home, I try to invest as much as I can into Trevor and to Jenna, just, you know, being present in the moment. 
we love, um, as a family, we love doing outside stuff. He's at that age where he loves throwing a ball or, you know, hitting a little tee in the backyard. Uh, just going on those neighborhood walks or going on little hikes or bike rides. But we try to spend as much time that, uh, as a family that we can at the beach. You know, it's a great place for him to be able to run and be yeah. free and to wear himself out since he is a two-year-old tornado. But uh, before we had a kid, you know, we spend as much time we can at the stadiums, whether it's a Magic game or the Orlando City. You know, I, I said I work for healthcare. I actually worked for Orlando Health, so I spent a lot of time with Orlando City when they were coming, you know, up and into MLS. And I'm a diehard Dallas Cowboys and a Tampa Bay Rays fan, so we try to spend as wow. much time, you know, you know, watching sports or attending games as we can. But obviously the past year has dampened what that can look like. But, you know, just kind of living life in the moment, you know, enjoying those treasures that we have in our community, whether it's, you know, Wakiva Springs or, you know, the uh, Southern Hill Farms down in Claremont, you know, just spending those days with my family is really what I try to do right now to, to decompress. And as for a, with a two-year-old, that's hard to do, but you wouldn't trade it for the world. Good stuff. Yeah. And, I, and I've seen you with your family, man. And um, you know what I love about this podcast and this perspective, uh, I don't mean a lot of times, you know, like on this show, I don't mean a lot of times to say I, 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 but you know, it's only you and me. So the only thing that I can do is sure. just kind of relate to myself. And, and that's the fact that through these past couple months, really getting close to a lot of different, whether they're PD officers or sheriff, getting to meet the person, man, y- y'all have such fantastic personalities. And I'm afraid that I have probably painted in my own head a picture that y'all have no personality. You guys are like robots and it's the law, law, law. Well, what can you say to somebody like that who probably believes that? doing what you're doing and getting to know the people. And, you know, I, I did joke that, you know, I'm the suit and tie that, I mean, that's, that's what I wear every day. So I'm not the guy <laughs> sure. behind the badge. I'm the guy behind the guy in the badge. And, and, and that's what I really take pride in doing, but really getting to know and, and coming from a family of firefighters, it's not that different. You know, you, you see the guys pulling hose or driving, driving the trucks and you see them in the parades, but you really don't know who they are, or what they, what they're doing. But you know, the persona of the law enforcement officer may be overplayed by movies and in books, you know, where the CSIs are, are just the idea. But I'll tell you, when I've gotten to know the people that I now have the honor and pleasure of working with and, and serving myself, their stories really are incredible. Kind of what makes them tick or why they got into the business. Many of them, you know, it's, it's the family business and that's all they've ever known. And it's all, the, all they ever wanted to do. Many of them are military veterans and heroes in their own regards otherwise. Some of them got into it maybe after some of these school incidents, you know, where there was a big push to recruit deputies and officers across the state of Florida after Margie Stoneman Douglas um, happened or any of these other events. But what makes them enjoyable is learning their personalities and right. uh, having fun with them. That, you know, it's easy to see the stand-up person, you know, the, the high and tight haircut, you know, the buttoned-up uniform. But really what makes them tick and, you know, getting to know their families, much like I I try to bring my family around as much as I can, that way we get to know each other. It breaks down that one level. But I think if people can understand that, you know, if if you see someone pulling over, uh, for example, someone, it's because they're doing their job. There is a person behind that badge. And I know you had my good friend, Captain Ron Shaw, on a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You know, Ron is one of those people that, you know, he is a buttoned up guy. He he lives the brand. He lives the philosophy. But he is a great, great person on the outside. And, and we laugh more than we are serious because everything in this business is very serious. I mean, it's one mistake 
you know, we, we know what that can bring. So when we're able to really, you know, relax and enjoy conversation and, and, and that time with each other, you've got to make the most of it uh, in business and in life. Um, you know, this is a business, too. It's, uh, we're a large organization in Seminole County, nearly 1,400 what we call members, employees. Um, it's a very large organization. But if we take everyone serious all the time, that's not to say you shouldn't take a, a, a police officer or a deputy sheriff serious. Sure. You should, you should by all means take the profession and the position that they have in the community serious, but know that they have loved ones at home uh, as well, that they enjoy going to sporting events or doing things with their family. And, you know, they're not robots. Uh, what, what makes them tick are the same thing that makes a lot of people tick in other professions as well. Yeah, it's so great that you brought um, that you brought him up because you know so so you have officers and deputies that are basketball coaches outside of work. Uh, you have some uh, that that are even training other fighters outside of work. Uh, you know, piano players. You mentioned to us that you know you love the beach and you love the Dallas Cowboys and the Rays, and I think stuff like that, man, it's just it's so beautiful. And I want that people from all over the world who get to hear this podcast. I want them to take that moment that as they encounter an officer. Uh, so for so for me, like like I told you, you know the the foundation, we got a chance to to participate in a couple of simulators and a couple of trainings on our own. That I now have a different lens of grace. Like I get it that 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 officer, that deputy, uh, that person is walking into a scenario where. They're not asking to be a, a stand-up comedian or 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 to do uh you know blow up balloons like it's a it's an important serious job. So I have, have to some that could be stand-up comedians though I'll tell you that uh, too. Well, and I and I and I did want to say that because just the same way you've got the basketball coaches and you've got you know piano players, a, a lot of the officers and deputies y'all y'all's personalities, man, you guys are hilarious, and um and that's why I say. We as civilians, we should afford ourselves a little more grace with y'all because you guys do have a serious job when you've got the uniform on, when you've got the badge, and um, shoot, you know what? Even sometimes when you're when you're not, I, I know that a lot of our officers and deputies they still have the mentality of I I could still be called into action at any moment with a uniform on or not. At any moment, the situation can change at at any moment, and they always stand prepared for those scenarios and. What a life that is really appreciated. Right. It's, you know, I, I'm not in that same position, but I find as I work in this position longer and, and at the agency that I start to recognize and understand that, that there's no real off time for them, um, whether with their family or, you know, wanting to go to the gym in the morning or when they're off duty, there's always that trigger in the back of their mind that they are a law enforcement professional and, and stand at the ready at all times. It's incredible that people still want to do that and choose to do that uh, huh. to give back. It's so it's so altruistic. It it really is. And those scenarios and those trainings that you speak of, you know, you know, even as a civilian member, when I see them, I'm always in awe of of what they go through and what they're able to do. And um, you know, I always try to get. We, we've done these days with our media partners in the past where they're able to try it themselves and understand what's going on. Right. You know, these split split hair decisions and how something can change. But it shows the importance of training and, and why they need to invest that time and those resources to always be ready. But, you know, it really is a wonderful group of people to work with. And when we're able to connect those people, whether they have a financial need that these foundations are, are providing or whether it's just to get to know each other at a, at a barbecue or an event, 
thankfully we're getting back to these events again so yeah. we can connect with our community and it's so important that we do that but you know one of the things that that i help our agency do is also do nonprofit board placements for members of our agency whether it's me or the sheriff or our executive team all the way down to deputy sheriffs or civilian members uh, or our communication staff we have so many people that sit on various not-for-profit boards throughout our region so these people who do a job that does nothing but give back they're then using some of their free time to give back even more yeah. to help raise money you know, for boards or to represent our agency in a professional capacity on, you know, whether it's the Boys and Girls Club, uh, you know, for example, or we have a, a board that we work with that, you know, provides athletic balls, sports, it's called grow into the community. That way our deputies, if they come across a kid who may benefit from having a soccer ball or basketball, they have them to be able to give, give to them in the community. And, you know, it's really incredible when you're able to bring these tools together and yet we have people to say, listen, I know this is a busy job and I'm putting in 80 or you know, 86 hours every two weeks, depending on what their schedule is. But count me in, chief. You know, I, I want to help out. and I want to give back and want to make those connections. And that's an incredible thing for someone who's had the background that I have in nonprofit, the, that they still want to do these type of things and give yeah. back. And we have a lot of people sit on mental health boards and, you know, a lot of them fit with the mission and the philosophy of what we're trying to do. Sometimes people just say, I want to give back to kids who want to play sports. And what we do is find a capacity and outlet for them to do that. And, you know, you really figure out what their passion is and what makes them tick when you're allowing them to use their own time to represent you as an agency. And I'm so grateful for those who do that for us as well. Well, and what's interesting is, Brian, you you hold a unique position where you get to, you know, we talked about this earlier, how you get to be the bridge, right? You get to connect all these dots. And so you get to see all this. And and I think it's so great that you're able to articulate it to us because you have that unique position. So so then let me ask you this. Um, what what is probably the toughest part of your job? You're you're working under Dennis Lima. Uh you, you know, sometimes with with people in those positions, um, sometimes they they've got a spaghetti brain. Is it is it working with somebody like that? Is it uh, having to watch his back with scheduling? Like, what's what's the biggest thing? We can't be everywhere at all times. And I think that's the biggest challenge. Uh, Sheriff Lima has such a, a giver's heart, and he wants to be involved in as much as he can and give back. You know, he's a Marine himself, and he's nearly 30 years just at the sheriff's, Seminole County Sheriff's Office. And he wants to invest in his community the same way he's invested his career and you just can't be everything, everywhere and everything to everyone all at the same time. Even so though you want to be. Finding that balance. Right, even if you want to be. So it's finding that balance that, you know, he's got a demanding schedule and, and he's got an executive assistant who kind of helps manage that day-to-day, uh, the operations of where he needs to be. But making sure we're investing the right time on those external commitments while still running an efficient organization that, that is large. You know, it's also almost $150 million annual budget by the time you add in grants and, and right and man managing those strategic priorities. So it's just trying to do everything that you can in a limited amount of time. That's the biggest challenge. Uh, I feel that he and I work really well together, the executive team of our chiefs and uh, our command staff, which is our captains and directors and lieutenants and managers. You know, they all give back and all have that same buy-in of our organizational philosophies of community policing, community policing and investments. But that's the biggest thing, balancing everything all at once when it's all a priority. 
Okay, okay, and and that's and that's uh, working with him now. Working with the community. What's the biggest word that you wish the community could could settle on their hearts? Like what? Like if you not not a warning, but what would you say to the community? Like, hey, you know, have some patience with us, or or love on us, or the, you know, what would you say to the community listening right now? That's a that's a great question, and you finally stumped me here. So, you know, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll reiterate it back to something that we kind of believe as a philosophy and a, and a mission. We always try to use we, us, and our. It's it's our team. It's our community. It's not I, me, my. It's it's we, us, and our. And I think that's the biggest thing is is that people need to understand that you know we're doing everything that we can in our community, and it's it's difficult to do all of those type of things, but. You know, not only do you want to have that partnership and that relationship with the sheriff and with the agency, you want to have it in our entire you know, team. And I think that if we can engage our entire team, you're benefiting just as much. So just understand that we, us and our, that community investment, that's what we're doing and that's what we're all about. But, you know, we try to do as much as we can, Obi. Um, you know, you, you've seen us quite a bit out just recently. Oh, yeah. We're getting back to these these events and. You know, it really never slows down doing that type of thing. So it's a it's a be patient. We, we will always get to you. <laughs> no doubt about it. We will always get to you. And, um, you know, sometimes we just have to prioritize the things that that are direct correlations to what we're doing or our organizational priorities a lot of times. Man, I really appreciate you saying yes to this interview. Um, you know, this time right now, us getting to get to know each other like this and everybody who's listening from either around the world, uh, some people listening right here from your own agency. Um, I want to I want to do something fun that I haven't done in any of these podcasts yet. Oh boy, and- here we go. Here we go. <laughs> you get to be the guinea pig. It's going to happen from here on out. Uh, something that I do on the morning show is I, I have five fun questions. And uh, Brian, I'm not going to throw anything your way that's going to be that's going to be crazy or put you in any weird spot. But if you are ready, I've got five questions for you right now. I think I'm ready. I was concerned that you were going to put me on a second date update. So this is obviously <laughs> better than that option for me. No, so go ahead. Let's, let's hopefully you're playing yeah. your cards right with your wife. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, yeah. I think we're safe there. Hallelujah. All right. Okay. So question number one. What do you do to relieve stress? Uh, family. It's, okay. it's family time. Okay. And, and, and even the two-year-old? The two-year-old doesn't provide another different type of layer of stress? Uh, of course he, uh, he does all the time. He's a tornado. <laughs> so uh, he does. But, you know, that's, that's the outlet, right? If in a very uh, busy world with a limited amount of time, if he's just bringing a little bit more stress, that's okay because I owe it to them, my family, who – sacrifices so much as well so that's that's yeah as much time as i can spend with them especially now that he's at that fun age of, of wanting to like i said throw the ball or you know hit the yeah. key um we'll, we'll do that kind of stuff all right okay good times good times okay question number two with brian unlimited budget where are you going and what are you getting oh wow uh professionally or personally uh this it could be both uh unlimited budget uh i personally and, and when my wife hears this, she's going to say, he's going to say a truck. I've been dying to get a truck again. It's, it's been a while since I've had one. Uh, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what it would be. So maybe this is like me, you know, forever memorializing it, me putting it out there that I want a truck. Um, you know, if, I, if we had an unlimited budget at the agency, we would obviously continue to hire 
uh, increase salaries and increase any er, create any additional opportunities for our members of our agency to succeed. So, whoa, nice, professionally thrown out there. Absolutely, nice, nice. Okay, okay. So, question number three: um, Are you a morning person or a night owl? Uh, uh, I'm probably more of a of a night owl. Although with the the little kid. Uh, I've decided that I need to get into bed at a routine time because um, I never know what time he's going to get up. I'm very sluggish in the morning unless I know I have something that I need to do and, and, and be at. I am a peak performer in the middle of the day. I don't really get that two, that two o'clock feeling. So um, we're kind of an early up and an early to bed type of family okay. uh, around here. So I have to make do with that. That way I'm not keeping the wife up as well. And she's at home with him all day. Okay. Okay. I, I like that. I like that. Okay. So, uh, so two more questions. Okay. So are you superstitious? Uh, I am a little superstitious. Okay. About what? Uh, you know, I have, I always say that it's, everyone should believe in God and karma. So it's, uh, somewhere in between those. I'm not scared of like black cats or ladders or anything like that, but you know, I believe that what you put in life, you get back. So Ooh. I'm not willing to take, to take the chances. I, you know, I always invest everything I can in, in what I'm doing because uh, I know that other people in our community do that for us at the same time. So uh, I don't, I don't like to hedge the bets in that sense. Okay. 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 And then uh, here we are once again, uh, Brian Byer. I appreciate you so much, man. Chief of staff over at the Seminole County Sheriff office. Uh, the last question is, aliens come, do you fight, flight, or friend? Uh, friend. Friend. Uh, because, you know what, in, in this day and age, this may now be far off from a reality, so I don't want to create any enemies with them right now. So <laughs> That's I, I think it's friend. You know, we, we've spent about a half hour talking about the community, so if they want to come in, they want to see what we have going on, I think we start as a friend, and then we can always reassess on the backside from that point. Bro, love that answer, especially with you being a bridge and that being your passion and your expertise. Of course you'd be a bridge and a communicator to them. Dude, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate your work. I appreciate your time, your effort, your sweat, your tears. Uh, God forbid any blood, but I appreciate all of you pumping what you do into the community, man. It's recognized. Thank you so much, Obi, and, and really appreciate what you're doing with the foundation and uh, not just the Orlando Police Foundation, but supporting what we have going on here in Seminole and what they're doing in Orange. And, you know, they're currently talking about starting one uh, in, in Osceola as well. So, you know, your involvement, you using your voice and your advocacy um, to to share these messages is so important. And I'm grateful you invited me to come on, you know, since I do have such a non-traditional you know, background, but I think as your listeners hear more of, of the stories behind the people that do wear the uniform and badge, they're just going to be more and more impressed. So thank you for what you're doing, Obi. I appreciate you very much. No, no, I uh, appreciate it, man. You didn't even have to say that. It's, it's, it's my honor to be able to reveal and uh, show people a little bit of the inside. So thank you. And uh, Hey brother, here's to us bumping again in the future here real quick. All righty. We'll see you soon, my friend. I appreciate it. You got it. Talk to you soon. All right. All, All right. right. Have a good one. You too. Man, I love these shows. Listen, I know I may sound a little crazy. I may sound a little overpassionate. I don't know how to change this. This is me. Uh, even on my radio show, this is how passionate I am. And especially when it comes to things like this uh, that are of the utmost importance. 
Man, so much love. So again, thank you so much for hitting the subscribe button wherever you are. We've always got a City's Finest podcast coming your way and you can listen anytime, any day. That's the beauty of this podcast. I'm Obi Diaz and this is the City's Finest.